0: Well, that was the opening music to The Lion, released in 1962, and starring... Well, I just had that up here, and then I started reading about Jack Cardiff. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Starring William Holden, Trevor Howard, Capucine, and Pamela Franklin. And uh, The Lion was played by Zamba. Zamba really interesting story about Zamba. Uh, And you're listening to Classic Mover Reviews, and you can find us on the internet at ClassicMoverReviews.net and on Patreon. Just go to Patreon.com ClassicMoverReviews. And I'm Matt Johnson, coming to you from North Bend today.
1: And this is Bob Johnson in Los Angeles welcoming everybody back to Classic Mover Reviews and 1962's The Lion, which kind of wraps up our our series of films uh, in and around and on and about Africa. What I noticed about the film uh, The Lion is how incredibly beautiful Africa is. I could just watch two hours of them driving around among all the herds of wildebeests and rhinos and giraffes and the whole thing.
0: I think there was about a good 45 minutes of them doing that though. (laughs) <laughs> I
1: know, I, I love that. That was a highlight for me because it was like a National Geographic uh, documentary on the continent.
0: Yeah, and it looked like it was filmed in one of those widescreen formats, like Panavision or Cinemascope or something.
1: Uh, I certain- have that, it was in yeah. Cinemascope. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was in Cinemascope. I, um, I think it would have been really what?
0: cool on one of those big screens that wraps around, you know, like the, at Cinerama, because watching it on the computer on YouTube, what it, you could tell that it was a little distorted around the edges, and it just kind of was weird looking, but I know that it was designed to be put up on a really big screen, so.
1: I don't remember seeing this when it first came out, but I had to see, I have seen it since its release in 1962. I may have gone, but I... If I did, I, I don't remember too much about it. It has a lot of the people in it that uh, we've seen in other films. Jack Cardiff, who was really, I think, better known as a cinematographer than a director, although he did both. And then we've got uh, Trevor Howard as Bullet. And remember him from Brief Encounter? Yep, he was good in that. And then Pamela Franklin, who was one of the uh, children in The, the Innocents. With Deborah Carr and also
0: the prime of Miss Jean Brody
1: oh yes oh that movie wow that was that was a very intense experience for me I still have it recovered
0: seriously yeah that, and then that, and then to see a, her in this when she was so young and then thinking about that movie
1: oh I enjoyed the film it, it it's a fairly straightforward and and uh not overly complex plot
0: uh, well, we should also mm. mention uh, Capucine, who was a, a model oh, originally, and, and I guess she was friends with um, Bridget Bardot at, at one point. They were on a cruise ship together. Bridget Bardot was in the chorus line of the nightclub on the cruise ship, and then they were. Uh, she was also friends with uh, Audrey Hepburn, and I think was in her wedding. So, oh, okay. And she'd made, she made a few movies. I think she might have been more well-known in Europe than in the United States.
1: I, I uh, have a note here that she made about 40 appearances in film and, and television. The one that I remember her in from uh, my youth was The Pink Panther. Oh, right. Yeah. She was uh, Peter Sellers' wife. I think she was his wife in, the, in that movie.
0: So funny! Those movies are a so beautiful. Funny. Woman, we should do some Pink Panther movies. We should do a Pink Panther movie marathon. <laughs> <Festival>. <laughs> <laughs> We'd never get that music out of our head. And, and then I wanted to talk about Zamba the the lion because I knew absolutely nothing about this movie going in, and then we see this scene in the movie where uh, the little girl played by Pamela Franklin uh, is like wrestling with this lion and and laying on it and just petting it like it's a it's a common house cat or something. And I I, know. I sent you a text I said how did they do that? And it turns out that that lion was in a lot of movies and TV shows and was found as a 5 week old cub in Africa and was brought back to Hollywood because the person who was sort of the owner trainer of the uh, of Zamba, Ralph Heffler, uh, was like he was just had this way with animals, and he had a ranch called Nature's Haven Wild Animal
1: Rentals in Van Nuys, which is where you live. <laughs> so. Yeah, it is. It must have been uh, quite a while ago when there was still a lot of open land at yeah. the at the uh, borders of Van Nuys.
0: Well, he had to move
1: when they built that freeway
0: through Van Nuys, and then
1: oh, okay, he
0: bought six hundred acres like further east and had had a wild animal refuge out there. But this uh, lion was super tame and would live in the house with him and his family, and he had a young daughter that was kind of like had that same relationship with the actual lion that the character in this movie has with with the lion.
1: Really, It was interesting to watch them wrestling and playing, because to me, I think that was really Pamela Franklin that was doing that. It
0: was. It was.
1: And, uh, I think she was like 12 years old then, 12 or 13 at the most. Just a little bit about film. It was distributed by 20th Century Fox, and it was uh, pretty successful. William Holden was sort of entering the last phases of his career after huge popularity in the 1950s with Sunset Boulevard, and he won the Academy Award for Stalag 17, and then one of my favorite movies, Bridge on the River Kwai, which we also need to add to our never-ending list of films. But he plays Robert Hayward, and he was, in a previous time, married to Capuchin, who's Christine, but now Christina's uh, remarried to John Bullitt, who's a game-preserve director in Kenya and uh, she's there with her daughter from the marriage to uh, Holden's character and she's she's uh, wired or called Holden and said told him he has to come help her because her daughter she's worried about her daughter and Holden I, th- I thought he did a really excellent job of playing someone who'd never been really out in that environment Mm-hmm. He'd been in Africa before, but he was a very successful lawyer in New York. And uh, at times, he he just seemed kind of a novice at, that, at the wild of the game preserve. And could you find a more craggy character than Bullet? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was perfect for that role. His face expressed everything he'd been through in his life.
0: He, he kind of reminded me of Crocodile Dundee.
1: that's true that's true, yeah he was definitely a take charge person when it came to that preserve Uh, and boy did he get upset later in the film at Holden oh man, that's kind of the plot that Holden shows up to try to help Christine decide what to do with their daughter Tina who's really becoming very, very I think enchanted was the word with Mm -hmm. Africa and all of the all of the uh, things that it has to offer, because that's all she'd really known.
0: Uh, I I read a little trivia here that uh, William Holden and his business partners owned a, a place in Nairobi called the Mount Kenya Safari Club and that's where a lot of these people stayed during the filming of the movie because they had the worst rain that they'd had in 30 years and it was supposed to only take six months to film but it ended up taking a year and so although William Holden plays this character who, like you said, seems really out of place in Africa I think he actually was there
1: quite a bit and he owned part of this uh,
0: safari club place
1: yeah, memory. My memory of him is that he was very, very much involved in Africa, in the game preserve and, and animals, and spent a large part of his time there when he wasn't filming uh, different, if uh, different stories. Uh, and it, he's a really, really interesting uh, actor. I've always enjoyed his his work. Remember when we all went to see The Wild Bunch? Oh, gosh, back in the early 90s. The mm-hmm. big crew of us went to that theater up by the university. I think the Neptune, it's called. And he rode he rode in, and he looked like he was uh, sort of the most evil person in town. Or the <laughs> toughest, anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, I, he was big in Africa through, through the latter part of his life
0: so i i thought of something else about the title of the movie so obviously there's the lion that uh, tina is has befriended and sort of bewitched almost Uh, there's a line in the movie where robert hayward played by william holden says something like it's almost like witchcraft like the way she controls this lion there's this other subplot about this tribe and how the the father is the chief of the tribe but he's been injured by this lion, and they keep talking about how the lion is calling him to the afterlife. The son wants to become the chief, and so I thought there was like this subplot also about the lion and going on with the the tribe.
1: I think uh, that's that's absolutely correct. I I I, uh, I also think there's another kind of a sub subplot at the end of the film when the gruff and and rough-and-ready bullet hands it all over to the people there that were uh, more indigenous to Africa and drives off. He's had it. I almost think that's a a, a signal that that's the transition from colonial times to the independence of those countries because this was made at the time when those countries were just beginning to kind of develop their own sovereignty. And I like the way it ended that he, he just says, that's it. I'm I'm checking out and uh he's he's, he tells the guy that he was sort of his key assistant here this is this is for you i'm not coming back so i think that was also uh, another part of the movie that i would not have picked up on when i saw it originally
0: yeah let's 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 listen to that real quick that's a that's a really good point here this is at the end of the movie there's like a couple minutes of the movie left at this point
2: they no come back, now Bogo. They no come back. Take good care of the new warden, Bogo. You no come back, buona. No, Bogo. I no come back. Why hurry? Oh, why hurry? why, hurry? why hurry?
0: He drives off <laughs> into the sunset, but uh, there there is no warden for the game preserve at that point, and it seems like... It's going to be tough to find a a new warden because i mean it's pretty remote and i think he'd been the warden for quite some time like maybe 10 years or more and yeah i like the idea that maybe they don't need a warden maybe they like the people that are there can take care of it right like you're saying that transition
1: yeah i think it i think it this kind of uh, foreshadowing of the change in, in the governmental structure. Because those game preserves are huge now and, and uh, well managed by the government. I, I Of all the characters in the film, the, my two favorites are the lion and bullet. Yeah, Trevor Howard, I just, <laughs> every time he was on the screen, I just was enamored with his... his he, he inhabited that character so well. He was such an excellent actor mm-hmm. over forever. It seemed like he was in films for 60 years. I mean, the other people all did a really really nice job, and I really enjoyed the scenes between Holden and Tina where he's trying to describe to her why the lion needs to find a mate and, and develop his own life. I thought that was a very touching dialogue between the two of them and well-written
0: yeah well we, we're jumping all over the place maybe we I can <laughs> start off with there's a really beautiful opening of five minutes of this plane flying over <clears throat> Africa and there's scenes of the African savannah with all these animals and then William Holden's character lands and, and then meets Capucine's character uh, Christine this is the hello. setup for the movie hello well you're looking rather fit
2: you look fit yourself. Isn't Tina with you?
0: Well, I thought that we should talk first.
2: What did you tell her?
0: Oh, just that you'd be here.
2: And Bullet? I
0: told him that you would planned a trip to Africa and would like to...
2: Drop by. Did he believe that? I think so. So neither one of them knows that you wrote me.
0: She, like you said, wrote him. Bullet and Tina don't know about that. So,
1: yeah. And Bullet and Tina are very close.
0: Oh, for sure. And and she calls Bullet Dad, and actually says to William Holden's character that you're not my dad. You could kind of see that he's hurt by that, but at the same time. He's not really been in her life. Like he 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 lives in New York and she's grown up on this game preserve. She's very outdoorsy, very comfortable in the in the jungle and the savanna. There's that scene where she wants to show him the lion. She's running through all these trees and around this river yeah. and the waterfall and I thought, "Man, he's going
1: to have a heart attack. He was really wearing out." <laughs> Isn't that the one where he puts his hand down and there's a snake? Yeah, yeah. And he's saved by uh, the, Dina's protector, who says to him, don't be touching snakes or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that snake was uh, scary looking. That was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but she did a lot of that just to kind of, I don't know, make it difficult for him because I guess there was an easier way to go to the lion.
0: Yeah, there was a a really easy way just up this hill, but she took him the long way and says, "Well, I thought you'd like to see
1: the real deal." <laughs> Those scenes were gorgeous where they were going through the uh the heavily forested area and that river and the falls and that was all filmed on location. In fact, remember uh not not long after this, they take a uh, bullet takes them on a tour of the game preserve. And they're riding out there amongst all the animals. But, but there are scenes where they cut to them in a studio with the back screen. Mm-hmm. There, there's maybe five or six of those. And I'm wondering if that had to be done because of the weather. They may not have been able to film that out because so much of the rest of the film is filmed. So you know they're really out there in the elements. I think that might have been sort of... They had to do that in order to make the film because they couldn't get it made because of the rain
0: that, that, that's a good point maybe but yeah it, it must have been really early like blue screen or green screen effect because they had a slight like halo of a blue yeah. around them and uh, it didn't look like it was rear projection so i'm wondering if it was an early version of the
1: blue screen I do have to say, Bullet was not taking very good care of his animals at the preserve when he was driving all over the place, scaring the elephants and the rhinos and all. Yeah. Trying to show off how tough he was. That That was so weird. What a weakling Holden was.
0: Yeah, he was (laughs) purposely like driving into the herd and there was a point where he was sort of racing alongside of a rhinoceros and the rhino sort of bumped into the jeep and then there was another point where he was chasing a hippo and the hippo charged at them and then he got into the middle of a herd of elephants and a bull elephant started chasing them and catching up to them and they had to release this trailer they were carrying because they (laughs) couldn't go fast enough with the trailer attached to the jeep and then the elephant hit that trailer and knocked it out and I thought that. That seems really dangerous for the elephant, too.
1: Oh, it does. uh, My thought was that this film is 60 years old now, this year, this Mm -hmm. December. It came out in the U.S. I I very much doubt that that would be a film that they could do like that today in those preserves with those wild animals. Almost it seemed like they added that because they needed a little more time on the screen.
0: I mean, it was exciting. You know, I mean, it was it was kind of like the adventure part of the movie it's it's different than king solomon's minds where they go out on this long journey across the country because this is all sort of just taking place in and around the game preserve and where they live there there's the scenes with the lion which are pretty exciting and then there are these scenes where they're out on the savannah and he's being an idiot chasing these wild animals around I don't really think of this as an adventure movie more of like a family drama set
1: in Africa I, I, I agree totally yeah. and there isn't too far too, too, too long after those scenes driving around like that that uh, they find that, that that older chief laying in the in the uh, forest had been injured and Holden sort of intercedes without any knowledge of any of the customs or culture. Decides to take him back to uh, have him recover. Mm-hmm. That was a, a good part of the drama. I mean, it, I could understand why that might happen. I think if this film were made today, which I would, I would hope that it would be, the storyline would have some of the same elements, but they would, they would smooth out some of the the transition to a new country. Whoa. and have more people from Africa in the film in lead roles.
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk about that scene. So it's about an hour and five minutes in. They're out wandering around through the forest, and then all of a sudden all the animals stop making sounds. Tina's like, something's not right. Then they find the chief. So here, let's listen to this.
2: Do you hear it? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a moan. Is that the old chief? Yes, it's Okaloo. His people must have brought him here to die. See the vultures waiting for him? They know too. Why did they bring him here to die? If he
1: died in the Maniata, then his spirit would stay. They'd have to burn the place and move on. Even the baboons leave their sick behind if they can't keep up with the troop.
2: To accept such cruelty? It's always done this way. Well, it won't be this time. Bogo, lend me a hand. Bogo, no give a hand. They kill Bogo if he help. Oh, come on now. Help me get him up. Tell him Masab. Tell him all the tribe are angry. If a chief die in compound. It's true, Rob. Well, nevertheless, we're going to take him back with us. Kihoro hit this tribe. The old enemy. Surely could watch enemy die. Jolly good, huh? Grab his feet. We'll put him in the car.
0: So they take him back to the compound and help him... Uh, give him some medication and kind of help him get well and this this stirs up like the whole second subplot around the chief and his son mm-hmm. and the son is expecting at this point to become the chief and then while they're going through the ceremony of like celebrating him becoming the chief uh, the old the old chief shows
1: up and it's it's yeah it's not good it's not good, and, and I think it also accentuates the clash between the cultures. Hayward character flies in from New York. He's going to upset the whole thing by a different approach. And I love bullets' response when he says, I'm not talking to the chief. That's yeah. up to Hayward. He's the one that did this. I don't have he, enough courage to do He was very upset.
0: <laughs> Bullet also says that this isn't the first time, time some outsiders come, out, come in and done something dumb like
1: this. Yes, you know, his <laughs> character he really kind of understood in his own way the the culture and all although he still had a colonial feel to him, you know, like we're still in charge here, yeah, for sure,
0: but he was a little bit more in tune with what was going on, um, yeah than like William Holden's character. This is one of the points that really makes uh, William Holden's character realize even more that Tina needs to maybe go back to New York with him. More because she's growing up in a way that maybe he doesn't agree with. Not so much that the way she's growing up is, like, quote-unquote, wrong. Uh, because she, she seems very well adapted to her life. You know, she's, she's doing fine. She's a little bit maybe too attached to the lion because she's even keeping the lion from going out and getting his own mate. Which, as you mentioned earlier, um, there's a really touching scene about how uh, Tina needs to let the lion go.
1: The scenes near the end of the film where the uh, the young tribal member and the lion are are battling it out are extremely well done. Again that lion was really well trained super docile i would not want to be roughhousing with a uh, lion yep here we go it's
0: about about 50 minutes into the movie here i should mention that tina has this pet monkey that hangs out with her like a cat it's it's super tame and domesticated
2: i'm sorry i didn't mean to disturb you oh that's all right i just saw the picture album you and king
0: oh that was when we were both very young
2: i can see why he loves you so much i love him just as much <laughs> just as much what because you love him so much You've got to be careful not to take advantage of it. I don't understand. Well, for instance, uh, there are many things that you do without King. I mean, you go about in a Jeep, you eat your dinner at a table, you live in a house, and these are the things that King can't do with you. Mm -hmm. And because he loves you so much, he allows you to do these things without him allows you to live your kind of life you must allow him to live his I see you mean I shouldn't try and stop King from I shouldn't try and stop King from having a mate, that's what you mean yes I suppose I'll have to get used to it
1: and so will King but we'll never stop loving each other Never.
2: Of course not, dear. Everything and everybody needs love. Always remember that. Listen, chum, I think we'd better get some sleep. I understand we're off on the grand tour tomorrow. Yes, Daddy told me. Night, Miss Taylor. I mean, good night. Good night.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good scene. It makes me think that Pamela Franklin is a really great actress. The way she pulls off this role, she really shows the emotion. She's got great, you know, physical acting. And you can tell that, you know, she, well, and then you see it later, like with uh, the Gene Brody movie as well.
1: Yeah, very much so. I really enjoyed the dialogue between them. It was sort of that moment in the film when she realizes that this guy is more than just somebody that showed up in their airplane. I think overall, I'm a big fan of Jack Cardiff who directed the film, particularly because of his cinematography. But I think he does a really, it must have been a a really challenging endeavor to take this on in Africa. Even in 1960, the equipment was still cumbersome and difficult to move around. Then you have that bad weather it reminds me that he did a he directed a film that we another film that we should add to our list, uh, Young Cassidy from nineteen sixty five, which is sort of a true story of Sean O'Casey, an Irish poet and writer that's really well known, that Rod Taylor plays the lead in and Cardiff is a director. Cardiff was really a creative person with everything that he did. And this scene just I think amplifies that.
0: You have a scene like that, and then a a couple of minutes later, you you were right into it with them driving the Jeep around and chasing the animals across the (laughs) savannah.
1: (laughs) 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 Toward the end of the movie, um, things sort of change a bit. Hayward has brought along a legal document that shows he has legal custody of Tina and that Bullet is sort of left out in the cold. He, He doesn't have any legal role in in her uh growing up he changes and he i think he realizes that christine and and uh Hayward are still in love. the transition to where Hayward Christine and Tina decide they're going to leave because Tina's devastated by the killing of the of the lion in order to save the man's life and it doesn't save the they, they actually the king the uh, lion and the man both die. Yeah, the the young chief. Yeah. The young chief, and, and Tina's just distraught. She doesn't want to be there anymore. She hates it.
0: They had to do that as well because uh, Hayward was right in the mix with that and got a big slash on his arm from the lion. Bullet is kind of freaking out, like saying, get out of my line of fire, get out of my line of fire. And yeah. Hayward's trying to save Tina, get her out of the, the fight between the young chief and the lion. So it was just a and, and it was interesting they had a big rainstorm happening at the same time as that. So you've got this crazy weather, you've got this lion fighting the young chief, you've got Tina in the middle of it trying to keep the lion from getting hurt. She was kind of egging the lion on to kill the young chief. You know, she was she was kind of uh, brutal in, in that way in, in some ways. She she was very much about whatever the lion needed. No don't no quite how to say that, but yeah, there was a scene a little bit before that, right around a, an hour and 15 minutes, where Bullet is out drinking some coffee at sunrise, and then he releases that uh, giraffe from the tree that got stuck
1: in the tree. That scene just said everything about why he loved Africa, didn't oh, it? Oh my gosh,
0: that was so beautiful. And the that just scream, jack cardiff to me you know like when you looked at black narcissists that kind of cinematography you could tell that he was a master of cinematography because that was just
1: absolutely gorgeous it seemed like bullets whole life was was before your eyes in that two three minutes where mm-hmm. he was looking at the sunrise and then he rescued that giraffe but i think he that was, was truly at home there
0: I think that was a really important couple minutes because it really sets up the ending to where ultimately he wants to be in Africa. And he, like you said, realizes that Tina and Christine need to be together and that Christine really wants to be with uh, with William Holden's character, um, Robert Hayward. Hayward. And so he decides to just stop fighting them and just let them be a family, and then he's going to go off into the sunset and do something. We don't know what, but he's give, He's going to give up his life
1: as the game warden. Yeah. Yeah. That would, it's almost like the ending of Shane where he rides off over the hill on his horse. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, it, we don't know what happens to Shane. We don't know what happens to Bullet. But... Uh, of all the characters i just i think bullets was the most it drew me in more than any other just by well how what how good an actor trevor howard was his face was
0: so like craggy and <laughs> he was so tan <laughs> he just looked there like <laughs> he never bathed either
1: oh man i i, I give the film uh, an eight as i think about it and we talked about it this morning and uh, I think I'd say it holds up pretty well from 60 years ago. Although I think if it were remade today, it would be more of a transition to where it was more leadership in the, in the main characters from, from people from Africa. But I, I, it's hard to get past the beauty of that photography and Cardiff's direction.
0: I think an 8 makes sense to me. I think it was there were some parts of it that were kind of slow that maybe could have been shortened. There was a lot of them driving around chasing the animals, which I think on the big screen, like in Cinemascope, would have looked really cool. But it just seemed like it was a lot of watching it on the computer here. So, yeah, I think an 8. I enjoyed it. I thought Pamela Franklin did a great job. I really liked the way she portrayed that character. Thought Trevor Howard was the most engaging character. William Holden did a good job of sort of being the outsider. Capucine I liked how she was seemed really conflicted. Like I there was yeah. a part of her that I think wanted to stay in Africa, but she desperately wanted to be with her daughter too. And so I'm glad that they stayed together and didn't split up the daughter and the the mother. And I think next we're going to switch gears a bit. We're going to do the bicycle thief, right?
1: Right. We're moving to uh, Italy in 1948. The uh, World War II catastrophe is over. And this is a story of people trying to make a living in 1948, and it's a really, really excellent excellent film and it is available on um, I believe HBO Max has it and others as well so that's our next foray into foreign films and then we'll see where we go after that I guess huh? Uh,
0: all right well that was our review of The Lion and coming to you from North Bend this is Matt
1: and here in Los Angeles is Bob wishing everybody happy movie watching
2: thank you John you very much just being practical the child wants her mother the mother wants her husband the hunter wants to hunt just putting the pieces back in their proper place Why don't you take a look? They're coming with us, Nicholas and Cymbeline? They're going to live with us in America? Oh, Nicholas and Cymbeline. Read what it says on the crate. To Miss Tina Haywood. Haywood Farm, Pound Ridge, Connecticut, USA. From
1: John Bullitt.
2: They no come back, Guana. No, Bogo. They no come back. Take good care of the new warden, Bogo. You know, come back, Buana. No, Bogo. I know come back. Why Why Wahari. Oh, why? Why? Wahari.
0: There's something about the way this was filmed that just is so like 1960s to me i don't know i think it might be the cinema scope and and the, the framing of things and sort of the lighting it's different than movies from the 50s or the 40s you know the, you kind of look at different eras and yes. they sort of have a certain look to them like movies from the 70s you think oh yeah uh there's a lot of movies from the 70s that have a similar kind of look to them
1: i think so much has changed with the uh, just the equipment and all you know they've got the cameras now that they can handheld the uh, handhold and they do a lot of that and it, the motion is is minimal they've got all that stabilized mm-hmm. none of that was possible when this film was made
0: yeah it must have a lot to do with the technology of of what was available like faster film lets you get into lower light situations or smaller cameras lets you you know chase a jeep around the savannah while they're (laughs) running after elephants and stuff (laughs) so and it's all
1: digital now i think isn't it pretty much pretty
0: much yeah pretty much all digital and the cameras are
1: so small um
0: I mean gosh even, you
1: know some of the like the Apple 13, you could almost make a film with that.
0: Well, and, and people have made films with iPhones and they look great, so yeah, so much can be done with just consumer level film technology.
1: but anyway, uh, 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 just an aside uh, around here, the business entertainment business is booming. <clears throat> I read an article earlier this week. They've, they've run out of studio space, so Warner Brothers is involved in building a whole bunch more, and there's three or four other companies. They can't keep up with the demand for studios because there are so many streaming services and ways to get the product out to people that they uh, they're they're almost using sort of makeshift things until they get the new ones built. It's wow. just an explosion. That's cool. Of of. Uh, uh, movie making uh, of all kinds.